0: If only I could make him understand. I just don't see things the way he does. I just don't see how a world that makes such wonderful things could be bad. Once upon a time, I fell in love with magic.
1: And once upon a time, I fell in love with movies.
0: And one day, we fell in love with each other.
1: From family movie nights to family vacations,
0: we believe everyone needs a bit of magic in their life.
1: So we decided to watch through the entire Disney animated canon.
0: And mix in some other magical movies along the way, like Harry Potter, Pixar, and some other family favorites.
1: Each episode, we'll talk about the movies in the order they came out, and talk about what makes them so magical
0: including how you can experience the movie's magic on your next vacation.
1: And we'd love to have you along for the ride. I'm Krista. And I'm Jonathan. And
0: this is the Magical Movie Marathon.
1: Okay, are you ready? Because we are officially starting the 90s era. Yes!
0: (laughs) I've been waiting for this moment.
1: For so long, for
0: so long,
1: <laughs> basically since we started.
0: <laughs> Truly, since we started, I said in our premiere episode that that was the era that I was like, "That's my era. That's yeah. that's what I'm ready for."
1: Yeah, I know some of you sticklers out there are saying, "But it came out in 1989. Why is it part of the '90s era?" It's part of the 90s it's era. It's part of the 90s era, yeah, guys. Yeah, it is. It just okay, is we're, Okay, we're just going to round up a little bit. Yep. And I don't think anyone who looks at the string of movies that The Little Mermaid kicks off can argue yeah. against it yeah. belonging here with this group. No, nope, so.
0: it definitely does.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, it has been a minute between holidays and all of that, so uh, if you are just discovering the show, Mm -hmm. then welcome, but essentially on this show, we are going through the Disney animated canon. In the order
0: that it came out.
1: In the order that the movies came out, so... Um, If you have not been around before this one, then you can go all the way back to Snow White and the mm-hmm. Seven Dwarfs and mm-hmm. kind of listen through and revisit all those movies. We do mix in some others along the we way. Do. We uh, had some we holiday had
0: specials. Some holiday specials.
1: We did a Mary Poppins month. We
0: did. Last
1: year during the month of May. So, you know, we do also little. Also
0: sprinkled in Harry Potter, Harry which is Potter. not Disney, but. Right,
1: right. So we, we do that. And then because Krista is a certified travel agent planner mm-hmm. person. <laughs> we certified travel <laughs>
0: planner agent.
1: Yeah, your your job title, not mine, obviously.
0: Specialize so. in lots of different things, but particularly Disney destinations.
1: Right. So we always put in a little travel chip tip, chip. Some travel chips for you when you're traveling. Nice and crunchy. <laughs> Delicious for your plane ride.
0: Definitely some travel (laughs) Travel tips tips
1: (laughs) for (laughs) you. Um, Along with, you know, we do some bonus content with park connections, destination connections, we should probably call them. Yes, Um, because
0: while I do like to focus on the parks, there's so much more beyond that that you can do with these stories. And so they really are more destination connections. And I love... Doing those segments, so really hope come part of that bonus community, so that you can hear those.
1: Yeah, and then we also, um, you know, we have our kids come on for a segment. Mm-hmm. So if you've never again listened to the show, that's, it is a
0: family show. It's a
1: family show, family yeah. friendly so show you'll hear over some, here.
0: Some fun things between two little boys.
1: Right. So anyway. If you already know us, I know that's just rehashing old information for us, but...
0: But you can rate, <laughs> review, and subscribe yes. to the show.
1: <laughs> True story. <laughs> so if you have been listening for a while and you haven't done that, take five seconds on your podcast app of mm-hmm. choice to write, you know, a sentence or two about what you like about the Absolutely. show. Absolutely, It'll make us feel good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it helps other people find the show. Absolutely. So... Anyway, with all that businessy stuff out of the way, it's time to actually dive under the sea Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: hang out with Ariel and Mm -hmm. all of our sea friends Mm -hmm. and talk about 1989's The OG. Yeah. The Little Mermaid. So, so good. are you ready for some trevastry? Yes. Okay. And now, a history lesson. All right. So, trevastry. It is a combination of trivia and history if you're (laughs) brand new here. So I know we're throwing brand new language at you. But uh, we do like to get into the background a little bit here. And there's some some fun stuff about The Little Mermaid. I did not know. I want to hear it. Yes. So to kick things off... After spending literally decades away from classic fairy tales, Disney decided to get back to their roots by Mm -hmm. adapting the Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale, The Little Mermaid. Mm -hmm. Hence, the title of the movie, obviously. Uh, And so, get this: they had not made a fairy tale movie (gasps) since Sleeping Beauty in nineteen fifty-nine. I guess
0: that's so true. Just thinking about all the movies we we've watched,
1: not a single one in the pop era. Beauty
0: to now wow that is so true
1: not a single i mean there were some Mm -hmm. excellent
0: movies in the pop era don't get me wrong right but
1: but none of them were based on fairy fairy tales tales. Mm -hmm. yep yep
0: well so we haven't had a disney princess in quite some time
1: yeah so get this i had no idea of this before i did the research but i think this is really fun that walt had actually planned on making the fairy tale into a movie ever since 1941. Aww. So, of course, Walt's been gone for quite a while yeah. at this point. But again, we we like to talk about how his touch remains
0: it absolutely on the company. Does. Yeah.
1: And so, yeah, he had actually planned the Little Mermaid to be a part of an anthology of movies based on Anderson's stories, but the animators strike and World War mm. II both caused The Little Mermaid Project to be shelved in 1943. Mm. Uh, now, apparently, that version was going to stick a little bit closer to the original fairy tale, so it was going to be a little bit darker, well, actually. But it,
0: it was worth the wait.
1: It was worth the wait it to get it, I think, the where it needed to be. 100%. Yeah,
0: 100%.
1: And in a tale as old as Disney itself... It was rumored that the animation studio would be shut down if this movie wasn't a hit.
0: <laughs> if you have been listening, this has been like almost every single movie they made. Like, we're about to go bankrupt, guys.
1: Yeah. Let's pull this one <laughs>
0: off and save the company.
1: Yeah, so I mean, if you listened to our episodes in the pop era, you know that like Great Mouse Detective and Oliver and Company, Mm -hmm. like those movies did turn a profit, but they weren't exactly big, big, huge, massive successes. And you still
0: see that today because there's a lot of people who haven't seen those types of movies,
1: right? And even a movie like The Rescuers, which was a hit for them, really the main reason it was a hit was because they it was a cheap movie for them to make. It had a lower budget and. it, yeah it did pretty well at the box office right. so it kept things going but yeah so so there was a lot writing on the Little Mermaid mm-hmm. uh, once again So for directing duties Disney tapped Ron Clements and John Musker they had co-directed the Great Mouse detective okay okay so they were brought on again for this movie and you may know some of the other movies that they have done they're kind of Disney royalty because they also co-directed Aladdin hercules treasure planet the princess and the frog and moana
0: wow yeah that's quite a list it is
1: quite a list and get this neither one of them has won an oscar yet
0: what yeah that is a shame (laughs) yeah come on yeah when you think about
1: that list of movies but neither one of them (sighs) have ever won Oscar. that is
0: a shame
1: yeah uh, so this movie does mark the beginning of what's known as the Disney Renaissance during the 90s. Yes. Hence the whole reason we're including it here as part of the 90s Renaissance era. Yes.
0: The best or, decade, guys. The
1: best so originally Ariel was going to be blonde nope. like in the original fairy tale she's uh-huh. mentioned as being blonde but the producers decided to change it to red in part because they wanted to distinguish her from another popular mermaid at the time Madison <gasps> No way from, from the movie Splash Splashed. yes I love that movie It's a great movie and at the time Disney was actually involved in a possible sequel to Splash uh-huh. So they, yeah. So they were just kind of paying attention to the branding, and um, yeah, red was just the right way to go for okay, her. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah, man, this was this was a time for mermaids. <laughs> I'd forgotten about splash. It was,
1: <laughs> yeah. They had a real moment they had a in moment. the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> so, get this. Because I know you love this part of the movie, but the mm-hmm. song Part of Your World almost got cut
0: What? from
1: the movie. Yes, during early screenings <sighs> because filmmakers were worried that it slowed down the pace of the movie too much. So, um, that
0: should have never even been a discussion well, on the table. So, I
1: didn't include this in my notes here, but I read the story behind it because I was wondering, mm-hmm. like, why was that such an issue? Mm-hmm. And apparently, in one of the test screenings, um, so Jeffrey Katzenberg, who was the head of the studio at the time, like, he was sitting behind this, like, mom and son mm-hmm. watching the movie, and during that part. The kid spilled popcorn all over the floor and mm-hmm. the kid was more worried about picking up the popcorn than paying attention to what Maybe was going just on. just a
0: detailed kid.
1: So one of the animators, Glenn Keane, who you'll see in the mm-hmm. credits of lots and lots of Disney movies, he was really the one who pushed for the scene to be kept in mm-hmm. and and he got his and way he,
0: yeah so and he was right yeah I can't and imagine little mermaid without part of your world i right. can't imagine it
1: yeah of course it's considered one of the most iconic parts of the movie yeah so in the opening scene when king triton arrives at the theater if you look really really closely you're gonna have to have that finger on the pause button for this because you have to look really closely but in the crowd you can find mickey
0: no way goofy no way
1: donald And Kermit the Frog. No
0: way. (laughs) Now we're going to have to go back and watch it again. Yes, Because I've got to find them all. I've
1: seen this online before, but I totally forgot about it while we were actually watching. I've got to go back and watch it. Speaking of, this is something I've never picked up on and is kind of a fun fact. But Mm -hmm. Ariel's the youngest of seven sisters, right? Mm -hmm. We know that. Yep. That's not a surprise. But each one has a different colored tail, Based on the colors of the rainbow, oh, which I think adds some significance. I did significance. know that they, they
0: were different colors. I did notice that because I'm a girl and I notice those kinds of things. But okay. I don't think I I I don't think I put together they were all the colors of the rainbow because it's not like they're standing there as Roy G. Biv. Yeah.
1: I think that's cool because it adds some significance to the end of the movie when yeah. King Triton, of course, Has waves his... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he waves the trident and makes a rainbow. Yeah. So, represents the seven sisters. Yeah, So, that's... Pretty fun. Uh, And if you're wondering, because you can't remember, Ariel is green.
0: Yes, she is. Yes.
1: The directors insisted... That every one of the millions of bubbles in the movie should be hand-drawn, not Xeroxed. I
0: love that so much.
1: (laughs) Yeah. On a possibly related note, The Little Mermaid ended up being Disney's most expensive movie yet (laughs) with a budget of $40 million. Oh,
0: yeah. That could be why. Money
1: well spent on those bubbles.
0: absolutely. Life is the bubbles,
2: so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, hey. After the movie was released on November 17th, 1989. See, it was almost in the 90s anyway. Come on. It
0: was November
1: 1989. Yeah. It ended up grossing $200 million in the US box office. With inflation, that's like a billion dollars now, sure. basically. So, and in 1990, it became the number one best selling VHS for the year. VHS. <laughs> yes, uh, it was also a critical hit, got rave reviews. It won two Academy Awards yep. for both Best Original Score and Best Original Song Under the Sea.
0: Yes,
1: for musical duo Alan Minkin and Howard. Come Ashman. on,
0: Alan Minkin, what a treasure! I know.
1: And get this. This made it the first animated Disney movie to win an Oscar since Dumbo. No Dumbo. No well,
0: That's been a long time. Yeah.
1: Lots of nominations along the way yeah. for music, but it had not won, like, the animation studio yeah. hadn't won a single Oscar since Dumbo. Yeah. Kind of wild to think about. That is wild. Okay, so uh, personal history. You were basically born watching this movie, I, I believe. Was. Yes.
0: Yes. So I mean, <laughs> I did not see this in theaters because I was only sure. a year old when this movie came out. But I definitely grew up watching this. I just always remember being it being a part of my childhood. So you know, as a little girl, I loved Ariel. I loved Ariel. I loved everything about this movie. I constantly, anytime I went swimming, pretended I was a mermaid. I pretended I was a mermaid in the bathtub. I had Ariel Barbie dolls. I had, like, I just, I loved this movie.
1: All things mermaid. All
0: things, I mean, (laughs) yes. Like, who doesn't want to be a mermaid?
1: I can't say it's the mythical creature I would want to be, but, okay. you know. Okay, well,
0: I don't know very <laughs> many little girls who haven't thought
1: of being a mermaid, of being a
0: mermaid sure. at some point. And so I just, you know, Ariel, she's a trailblazer. She really was. Like, she just really wanted to just get out there and, like, do things differently. And she knew that, you know, there was more out there than her own little world. Yeah. So I could appreciate that as someone who grew up in a small town and did not enjoy it.
1: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. And
0: probably why I've ended up becoming a travel agent because
1: you I want to, to see the, the world. world. Yeah. So,
0: and I like helping other people see the world. Right.
1: Right. So, part you of know, your world. I would
0: love to be part of your worlds with travel. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I did not see this in theaters either, as far as I know. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would have been four at the time, almost five. But uh, yeah, I I don't have any memories of seeing this in theaters, so I'm sure it was probably just one of those that, again, my parents probably recorded it on... <laughs> on VHS from, from like ABC, like Disney movie night, like what Maybe they used so. to do. Uh, but I do remember watching this one quite a bit as a kid. Uh, I really loved it too. Uh, I mean, it's got great music, it's got great characters the in it. The music
0: is phenomenal. And I just remember, like, I remember watching this. On VHS, as one does sure. in the 90s, I just remember, like, being in my living room and watching this and, like, there was just something, like, big about that, like, opening Mm -hmm. scene where the, you know, you see the seagulls and you're like, okay, cool. Like, yep, we're, we're near the beach and you see the dolphins, but then, man, that ship comes out and... Coming tr- through the mist. Yes. And mm-hmm. then the music is blasting and suddenly you hear them see and it's just like there was something so like mystical, magical, and just like big about it. And then I just remember being like, oh man, like overwhelmed amazement at the underwater worlds. And like back then, those kind that kind of animation of like that was a big deal. That it, was groundbreaking.
1: It, it was groundbreaking, but Um, anyway, getting back to my personal history, and we kind of detoured there back to yours again. (laughs) Um,
0: I have special feelings about this one, clearly, clearly.
1: Um, but I'm gonna share a story with you that I think you'll enjoy because
0: I better enjoy it. It better not be
1: no, you are gonna, no, you'll enjoy this one. It better
0: not make me mad. So,
1: no, 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 it's not gonna make you mad, it's gonna make you love me. Uh, I mean, I hope you love me already. I do love but, you. Thirteen, uh, <laughs>
0: Thirteen years into marriage.
1: <laughs> but so I, you know, I did watch this movie as a kid. I remember mm-hmm. going through like a, just like our son does, a phase where I watched it a bunch of times in a row. Mm-hmm. But again, we had it recorded. We did. I don't think we actually owned the VHS. I can picture okay? the VHS. In my so mind. I'm pretty sure, like, I had to fast forward through commercials and things like that. But we did also have like a Making of the Little Mermaid thing okay. that we had recorded. And I used to watch that all the time, too.
0: Well, you were and a movie thought, nerd, so right. of course you did. Yeah,
1: so at the age of eight, I'm watching a Making of the Little Mermaid <laughs> short that was
0: Of course you were from honey. ABC Of course you were watching that
1: I thought it was so cool because because I got, got to see like the actual actors who you know were making the movie right mm-hmm. and they talked to Jody the animators Bin- Jodie
0: Benson mm-hmm. as Ariel She's yeah. still fantastic love that girl
1: yeah um so anyway so that was my childhood but then get this years went by and i did not watch this movie mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. i'm i'm sure you know again you we're
0: too cool for it probably too point. cool for it yeah
1: but then there was this weekend when i was 16 years old mm-hmm. of course this was still the heyday of rental movies oh, yeah, right
0: blockbuster days i
1: don't know what it was but again 16 year old very distinct memory I really wanted to watch The Little Mermaid. Okay. And since we did not have it
2: you went on VHS, I
1: went to go rent it. I think I watched it. It was only like a two day rental or something mm-hmm. like that. I think I watched it three times wow. during that two day rental. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was like watching it for the first time again so and just good. really being immersed. I know that made me the coolest 16-year-old boy (laughs) around, spending my weekend watching The Little Mermaid.
0: (laughs) Honey, you are not helping yourself here.
1: (laughs) I told you this would make you love me more. Oh, bless. But yeah, it was just, I don't know, there really is something special about this movie. And I think, you know, getting into the storytelling, really, I think... I think this movie gets a bad rap because sometimes people fixate on Ariel's obsession with Eric, right? Mm-hmm. And like, oh, P- she's... P-
0: y'all got too much time on your hands to be reading into some things. like.
1: But, well, but here's the thing. I, I would challenge people to revisit this uh-huh. movie and with that same sense of skepticism, mm-hmm. actually watch it again. Because that is not the main thing in no. this movie. Like Ariel is just interested in the world of humans. She's she adventurous, is. she's explorer, she's fiercely independent.
0: She has she, been collecting human things for years, she clearly. Want,
1: she wants a life beyond just what every other mermaid Correct. does. Correct. That is actually her driving force here, not just falling head over heels for a human. Right. That is a facet. Of the story, right. and that's the turning point, it's the hinge of the story, it is. for why she does what she does. But her decision mm-hmm. to become human—that was in the works long before yeah. she first saw Eric. And mm-hmm. I, and I would challenge people who have that criticism of this movie that it portrays a a bad example for women, mm-hmm. for young women in particular. Mm-hmm. To go back and really consider that part of this story, because
0: she was, yeah, because she had her fascination with the human world started long before she met Eric, right? Like you see that in all of her collections in the grotto, and even in the beginning when they go into the sunken ship, like. Why does she want to go into a creepy sunken ship? She wants to discover (laughs) some human things. Yeah. Okay. She risks her life from a shark and saving flounder and her bag of stuff. Okay. And so I, yeah, I think, again, y'all got too much time on y'all hands to be reading into things. Like, let it be the innocent thing that it is. Right. And she is just...
1: She's also 16. She's
0: a 16. (laughs) Like, do you remember when you were 16 and how you thought you knew better than everybody else and you wanted to go do all these things? Like... It's on brand with being a teenage girl <laughs> and a teenager in, in general. And, yeah. you know, I that's why I like this because it is on brand, not because she's some boy crazy girl, but because she is a teenager with kind of this angst and this, mm-hmm. I want to make a life for myself and right. I don't want to be told what to do because we have to also remember she is a princess i'm sure she had jobs that she was expected to do just as she was expected to sing at that concert Yep. she had other things on her mind
1: <laughs> yes she did you know
0: what i'm saying <laughs> like i'm sure that there were things that she was being told was gonna happen for her in her life and she was like yeah but also there's this whole other world that i would like to explore and do and see so yes yeah
1: and you know this movie was ahead of its time too because you got you got Ursula pulling out the equivalent Of the Apple terms and conditions that we all scroll past. Mm -hmm. She she literally got it on a scroll. She She literally got on a scroll and we all scroll past it and sign I'm pretty sure for all eternity
0: is somewhere in there in the Apple (laughs) terms and conditions. And we don't even know. No. We just scroll to the bottom and we just click
1: and we say that we read it so that we can get the app or whatever it is we want. Yep. Yep. So. But
0: I definitely do, like, (laughs) as a parent now, I'm like, oh, sis. You don't got a clue because you're 16. So now while I do not condone what King Triton did by, you know, destroying all of her stuff, I do right. understand when somebody got an attitude.
1: Yeah. He, the he,
0: anger that can come.
1: He's frustrated and, you know, you know his job is tough. O- the it ocean's is. big.
0: The ocean, ocean is big. big. He got seven daughters. He's that's a lot <laughs> of daughters. Oh, that's a lot of drama. He's got a lot to keep that's up with. That's a lot of drama. Poor guy. I that's feel for him. That's a lot of drama. I feel for like, him. No, and wonder I'm a girl. His, no
1: wonder his beard's already white.
0: Listen, having
1: seven daughters. <laughs>
0: that's a lot. That's a lot.
1: So anyway i think it's fair to say this is one of our favorites yes we
0: love this movie and i cannot wait to tell you all the ways that you can experience this one
1: (laughs) yeah so we'll uh we'll go ahead and transition to our regular movie discussion here and talk about all of our all of our favorites Mm -hmm. all of our stuff Mm because isn't it neat (laughs)
0: lights camera Action. action
1: All right, let's go under the sea.
0: Let's do it.
1: (laughs) Okay, let's get right into our favorites for The Little Mermaid. Krista, start with you. The whole thing. Every bit of
0: it. (laughs) Every bit of it is absolute just perfection. I love this movie so much. Everything about it is perfection. Just start to finish. The music... The characters, the storytelling, like everything about it, I just love. It is really, really difficult for me to pick favorite anythings in this because it's all just pure gold.
1: Okay, I understand that, but let's try to narrow it down okay, a fine. little bit. Okay, um, fine. So favorite character, Okay. who are we going with?
0: I mean, Ariel. I, I love Ariel, and I don't know, like... Me growing up watching this movie, like I think all little girls at some point pretended to be a mermaid when they were swimming in some <laughs> way, shape, form, or fashion. And so I can't tell you how many times in my head I was recreating these scenes, especially of her on the rock. Doing I the never hair flip, Yeah, that hair, hair flip, the tail mm-hmm. flip, like wanting long, gorgeous red hair. Like All of it. Like that. So I love Ariel. Now, as a mom, we got some problems. Okay. (laughs) But (laughs) as a character, I love her. And probably my second favorite. It's a tie. Let let me get there. (laughs) Bravo. It's a tie. Okay. Because I I think she has two of the best sidekicks, Uh Sebastian and Scuttle. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Just, I lo- I have a, a real soft spot for Scuttle. I You're think leaving he's out Flounder. J- I know, but well, he's not the best sidekick. Okay. I mean, he's he's fine. Okay. But All like right. Sebastian and Scuttle, they're fantastic. Okay. And s- I have a soft spot for Scuttle because I think he's just hilarious. He has so many great lines. He's just a oh, funny yeah. character. Like, just great comedy comes from Scuttle. Also, my favorite villain... As you pointed out, it yes. does come from this movie. I think I have talked about this in some previous podcast episodes, but my favorite Disney villain of all time is Ursula. Yeah. So there's that. I have a lot of favorites here. As far as favorite scene, that's a tough one um
1: okay well hold on let's, okay let's okay i'll talk about okay. our favorite characters right. first kai, and then we'll, favorite character we'll get there so kai how about you favorite character here scuttle scuttle
2: why scuttle he's funny has some great lines and you can take some good things from it you can take some good things from it like what dinglehopper for instance Dingle
0: dinglehoppers, hoppers, Snarf
1: yes. but i don't yeah. i
0: don't need any of our dinglehoppers
1: to be in your hair okay
2: Oh, I've already pulled on my hair once. Yeah,
1: and we and we don't want to <laughs> take any medical advice from Scuttle because yeah. he thinks yeah. the heart is in the foot. That is so. true. <laughs>
0: but he is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I, I'm gonna second that. Scuttle is my favorite. Really? Character I thought in the you little were Mermaid. gonna go
0: with Sebastian.
1: I okay, I do love Sebastian. I really
0: thought it was gonna Sebastian be Sebastian. Sebastian is for you. great,
1: but Scuttle is the funniest character. He is. He's and great. He's just such an original character. He is. I, I I remember watching this movie as a little boy and I loved all the scenes. With scuttle, yeah, they're so great. He is by far my favorite character here, but okay. yes, of course, I love Sebastian too. Yeah, who, who can't? Right? Exactly. He's a little crabby, but he has a good heart. He so. does have a good
0: heart. <laughs> he's a he's a little soft shell sometimes. Yes,
1: let's try to narrow it down to a favorite scene Aww. here. <laughs>
0: This is really difficult for me.
1: Well, let's let's go with like when you think of this movie, like what's the first mm-hmm. scene that like pops in your head? Like iconic moment.
0: It's definitely part of your world for okay. me. Okay. And I I do love that scene as a whole because I feel like that's really when we start to have sympathy for Ariel that though she needs an attitude adjustment, she really is just this teenage girl. Who wants to just get out there and explore. Like, she just wants to see and do things that are different. And I can relate to that. I definitely felt that way and still feel that way sometimes. Just wanting to do things differently from what everybody else is doing. Yeah. So, I definitely love... That scene. And it is one of my favorite songs, if not my favorite song in the
1: movie. Well, and, you know, Howard Ashman, one of the things he was famous for is he came up with this idea that Disney continued to use even after his death of the I Want song. Uh Uh-huh. And so Belle has an I Want song. She does. Aladdin has an I Want song. Mulan. Like, you go down the list, it's like... This became a recurring theme throughout mm-hmm. the 90s, this idea of well, even past the character that, expressing even what they want. Even past
0: that, I think of Frozen, Moana, oh, even sure. things that came out, you know, in the past few years. Yeah, Gosh, but, but well, that
1: really, yeah. Frozen
0: is 10 years old now, which makes I know, me right? feel extra old. But I know, yeah. Didn't that just come out like two years ago? I know, you know?
1: that's how it feels. Uh, but yeah, but that was one of the ideas he kind of pioneered mm-hmm. for the music mm-hmm. here. Uh, but, okay, nope. So, part totally of your world sense. is probably iconic my favorite standout scene. standout scene. Okay. Kai, what Kai, about you? Kai, how about you? Favorite the scene?
0: I the knew wedding. it. I yeah. knew you were going to
2: say yeah. the wedding. Why? Why? It's does all the fight stuff and the animals. The animals It's because attacking. of the animal attack. Yeah. Yeah. So, and calling the animal Okay, so
1: for clarity yeah. for people listening, he's not talking about the wedding between Ariel and Eric at the end. He's yeah. talking about the Eric wedding when, Vanessa yeah when Eric is under his trance er, yes
0: yeah, and Ursula's Ursula is disguised as Vanessa correct yes. so and we yeah. see you know S- Sebastian told him to stall and he stalled <laughs> didn't he <laughs> which which animal is your favorite in that scene scuttle well scuttle but like but of besides the besides ones him like that he there's calls, so many
1: animals causing mischief in that dolphin. scene the, the dolphins. dolphins,
0: they blow Can't water off the face. I yeah. like the
1: sea lions bouncing Vanessa yeah. around on their noses. Yeah, that's <laughs> that funny. Part's great. I
0: knew you were going to say that because I knew you'd like that scene. You're yep. our animal guy.
1: Yep, sure are.
0: Okay, what about you?
1: Oh, man. This actually is really tough because I really, really like this movie. And there are, kind of like you said, there are so many really classic, iconic moments mm-hmm. in the movie. <laughs> it, it is hard to narrow it down to a favorite but i think if i have to pick like one scene that kind of catches the vibes of the whole movie for me it's kiss the girl
0: yeah you've always I love loved that, that, that
1: scene. I, I i love that scene and it just it hits all the right notes it does. it's got it's got humor it's got Sweet. sweetness yes. to it it's oh, got wow. some drama to it yep. like it, it just romance again not got it
2: all scuttle
1: it's got wah, scuttle. Wah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I just think that scene, in a lot of ways, just captures the essence of this movie. Yeah. So, I would
0: agree. Um, and MJ is asleep. He couldn't hang. He's not with yeah. us, but I would probably say his favorite scene is Under the
1: Sea. He was very he, he involved was, in that scene. He was. But his favorite character, I think, was Max.
0: Yeah. He loved it. <laughs> he <that. loves> he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's in his dog Max. era right now. <laughs> and so he, anytime Max, came on the scene he was like pop up pop Uh up pop pop, up
1: yes he was Mm -hmm. very excited about max throughout the movie yes (laughs) so let's go ahead then and oh goodness favorite song what is wrong with you what is wrong with you favorite song we have to talk about the music here krista favorite song
0: all of them (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. okay. there's
0: not a weak song in this like not there's a one not not, one, not a single one that I would ever be like meh you can skip that one like no all of them are so good so I definitely you know love Part of Your World I think that is up there with mm-hmm. favorite song but I also really love Under the Sea that's mm-hmm. just fun it's so catchy it just makes you want to get up and dance but I also really love Kiss the Girl
1: Yeah,
0: but my favorite, oh man, my favorite villain song ever. Hands down, you cannot tell me that there is a better villain song. You cannot. I will argue this home and I will win. The best villain song is Poor Unfortunate Souls. And if that, that I, I feel like I could run a marathon to that song. That's like that is—that's a lie. Be prepared. Don't you dare. You're no. prepared. You have your favorite song. I mean, no, so it is poor, unfortunate souls, I, I, and Ursula does it so well. I mean, come on. Everything about it, I'm like, that's yes. Gold. I probably would have. I probably would have signed my name too. I mean, she's she's very <laughs> convincing.
1: I mean, I would probably agree with you. It is quite possibly the best villain it song. It has it
0: all. You've got like the Broadway vibes coming. You've got like a good mischievous villain who's not like, oh yeah, she's so super evil. Like you, she kind of makes you feel a little bit bad about you know her state of being. She's super convincing. The song is catchy. It has humor too. The whole body language, hilarious. Like I just, I love all of it. I love all of it. It's Poor Unfortunate Souls. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Kai, favorite song? Kiss
0: the girl. Yeah. Kiss the
1: girl, really. Okay. You've
0: always liked that one, too. That's catchy. And when we ride the ride, you like that that scene, too. Wah, wah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Again, we're going to scuttle. Scuttle's scuttle. All scuttle. In it. It's all scuttle. It's all
0: scuttle.
1: Yeah. I have a tough time with favorite song mm-hmm. for this movie mm-hmm. because there are so many. There are so many good ones mm-hmm. here. However, I think I might have to also go with "Kiss the Girl." Yes, sir. Because I just think wow. no it's a really great song. I can't well, believe but it. I do love "Under the Sea" as well. I mean, again, it's possibly the most iconic song from yeah. the movie. But I kind of like to pick things a little bit different, mm-hmm. I suppose. But yeah, again, I think "Kiss the Girl" favorite song here. Yeah. So for me.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Um, anything we don't like as much There's about nothing this movie. wrong
0: with this movie. There's nothing wrong with it. There's absolutely zero things wrong with it or anything that needs to be changed. It is perfect as it is, period. Okay. End of story. Well, End of story. You heard
1: it here first, folks. Yep. So, uh, yep. Kai, how about you? Anything in here?
0: Nothing. There's nothing you don't <laughs> like, son. There's nothing you don't like about it. Right, son. Right, son.
2: Yeah, okay, I
0: guess. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing about it you don't like. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's really anything too much content warning-wise here at all, so...
0: There's nothing wrong with this movie.
1: There's (laughs) nothing
0: wrong. And you know what? Here's the thing. If you're reading a little bit too much into it, that's a you problem. (laughs) I'm just gonna say that. So, the you problem.
1: So this isn't this isn't something that I don't like about the movie, but but I'm going to throw it in here as part of the discussion just because I think it fits here is that I will say, you know, my feelings about different characters have changed over time with this movie. A- as a kid, of course, I found myself identifying more with Ariel like, oh man, like just let her be free, right? Like just let her do what she wants. Mm-hmm. As an adult, I'm like, I don't know, man. King Triton kind of has a point. Oh, no. Like- King Tri-
0: As a parent, King Triton totally got a point. That that line, I'm like, girl, you better stop with this. I'm 16. You're right. Heard. You are 16. Sit down. <laughs> sit down. That's what I'm going to tell you. You are 16 years old. Sit down. Yeah. I'm 18. How you- I'll still tell you to sit down. I'm still your mama. Yep.
1: I but anyway, so I, th- I just go. think that's an interesting point here. but. Yeah. Okay, anything new that we noticed this viewing that maybe we haven't noticed before?
0: Okay, I noticed one main scuttle line. Okay. Which was hilarious to me okay so when we first meet scuttle he's (laughs) you know he's got the um he's
1: sitting on his little outpost
0: he is but he has the what is it called (laughs) The spyglass the telescope spyglass Spyglass. spyglass. it's not a telescope okay it's like a spyglass you know yeah and of course he's got it backwards okay which is hilarious in and of itself but he's muttering singing to himself 1492. And I just, I'm dead at that. Like, I've never noticed that line ever. And it is so hilarious to me because he's like sitting out there thinking he's discovering things. And he's singing about 1492, which is a year of discovery, as we all know. So I just, that was hysterical to me. Yeah. Truly hysterical to me. No,
1: that is funny.
0: Yeah, I think some scuttle lines in. I love the theming that, like, Eric first really falls in love with her voice. Uh-huh. That is what really captures him initially, but he still falls in love with her even without it. Right. So he sees past, seeing past those external things and seeing her for who she really is. And I appreciate that theming.
1: Yeah, No, it's good. Kai, how about you? Anything you noticed this time around?
2: Nope. Oh, yeah, there is something. Okay. Okay. That King Kai was on a turtle, on, like, on a sea turtle. Shell. Shell. In the opening scene. Yeah, but what type, you must know. I think it's the hawk's head.
1: A Hawkshead Sea hawks Turtle. He- you the okay. story. Alright. You heard it here Wilderness from the Wilderness Explorer. <laughs> animal
0: experts. <laughs> that King Triton rides in on a
2: hawkshead. Hell- hawkshead. Yeah, Hawkshead, because hawks- they have like the little point. Got on it. Them. On a Hawkshead sea turtle
0: shell.
1: Okay. Alright. Led by
0: bottlenose dolphins.
1: So This is technically not something that I noticed this time, but I did notice it recently for the first time. So I'm going to throw it in here. And it was just one of those moments that I never thought about until recently. So I remember, you know, watching this movie as a kid and and even up until, again, recently. That scene when Ariel is following Flotsam and Jetsam Mm -hmm. into Ursula's grotto. Mm Mm-hmm. And the little, you know, creatures who used to be mermaids Mm -hmm. are like reaching out and like grabbing onto her. I remember like so many times I would watch this movie and I'd see that part and be like, oh, the creepy, like, ah, Mm -hmm. like let go of her, like leave her alone. I know. And I really never picked up on that until recently, of like, oh my goodness, they're actually trying to stop her from going in to see Ursula. Don't do it, girl. And but it just again, that scene, I guess, because I just would kind of mentally check out Mm -hmm. because i've seen this movie so many times Mm -hmm. i just was kind of like oh yeah the creepy things blah 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 Mm -hmm. but it really was only recently i realized like oh they're they're trying to protect her they're trying to save her from making the same mistake that they made and i just you know i think it's those little again those little storytelling details Mm -hmm. that disney does so well here of there's just kind of layers of Yes. Intentions happening here with characters. I
0: also noticed one other thing I just remembered. Uh-huh. So when Ursula is singing the great Poor Unfortunate Souls, uh-huh. she's making her potion. She's telling Ariel, like, I'm going to make a potion that's going to take your voice and uh-huh. you're not going to have it. And then, I'll turn, then you'll turn into a human and look at you go up to the surface. When she's putting in the items to make the potion, one of them was a tongue.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I had never
0: noticed that before. And I was like, oh.
1: Yeah, she That thir- makes
0: Ursula just
2: the best villain. She like, throws it's creepy. in a
1: tongue. And I've always loved that one of the words in the spell is laryngitis. Laryngitis,
2: absolutely. <laughs> <What's>, <laughs> t- what? There's a tongue. Like you laryngitis is a sickness where you lose your, lose your voice. Ah.
1: Yeah. So that's actually part of her spell. Mm-hmm. She says laryngitis. And she says la voce to me. That's mm-hmm. Italian. La voce mm-hmm. means voice. The voice to Mm -hmm. me is what she's saying. So, this
0: is why it's the best song. Yeah,
1: pretty, pretty genius stuff happening in it. So, okay, great. Let's go ahead and get into becoming a part of Ariel's world. Mm -hmm. Okay, with our game questions. Mm -hmm. So, if you were going to live under the sea, Mm. what kind of sea creature would you want to be? A mermaid. I'm right, okay, right away. I would want to be a mermaid.
0: If that couldn't happen, I would want to be a dolphin. Okay. Because dolphins are my favorite sea creatures. But ideally, I would like to be a mermaid and have a dolphin as my sidekick.
1: Ah, okay. That's me. Gotcha.
0: Kai,
2: sea creature. Even though they live closer to the frozen, like Antarctica or the Arctic, I don't know. But I'd be... A narwhal. A narwhal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the unicorn of the ocean. That
2: is, that fits you perfectly. Yeah, who wouldn't, wouldn't want, like, kind of like a sword for a no? Yeah, who, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't want that, who
1: right? Want who wouldn't? Yeah.
2: Sure dead, i a dad. I could beat him with these. Like, to be a swordfish.
1: A swordfish. I think the
2: narwhal Maybe is the sailor. way to go. Yeah,
1: I think the narwhal's a okay. good choice. So. All right. What
2: about
1: you? Uh, I'm going with killer whale.
2: Okay. I want to that, be an orca. Wow. Yeah. How did you date me? Because orca whales that, eat narwhals.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I'd leave you alone. Thank but. You. Uh, How would you tell me? You but part? yeah, I don't know. I've just. I've always liked killer whales. I think they're. I, I do. I, think they're cool. I mean, we
0: grew up in the 90s, which was very. Animal? sea right? world yeah. free
1: willy free and willy yeah. like
0: that was a high that was that was a time I for mean, the orca orca is the, 90s.
1: Orcas, the way i think about it, they're basically the panda bears of the ocean
0: they <laughs> are but a lot more vicious <laughs>
1: they are a lot more <laughs> Not vicious, that vicious. They
0: they're, do to eat they're like very food. smart yeah
1: but they're black and white yeah you know, they got that
0: i'm gonna answer for mj okay, okay. it would be a shark Yes. All, but like a nice shark, like a nurse shark.
2: Yeah. Oh, but like we
0: shark. we do joke oh, with yeah. him because we do call him Sharkhead. Now <laughs> yes. this is actually from Moana, a Moana reference because he, yeah. Moana has been his favorite from like day one, but he has some crazy bedhead that looks like a shark fin oftentimes, and the child has. So many teeth, like about (laughs) to turn two years old, and that kid has like all of his teeth. We've spent his first two years of life perpetually teething. So and he does this like cute little with his teeth like biting. They could like come out and like bite his like lower lip and it's just cute. We call him Sharky. He
1: straight up looks like he looks like Maui as as a shark shark head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so a big theme in this movie, of course, especially when we first meet Ariel, she loves collecting things. Yes, she and does. And she has Long quite girl. a hoarder's collection going I on. I wouldn't.
0: <laughs> she has a system. She's a hoarder. Does she, She though? has a system. Mm. She has a why system. Why is she hoarding stuff? Uh, well, like, I don't know. You're one she's to very, talk. Yeah, Me.
1: right. You are one Thank to talk. You. Yeah. Uh, she's very interested in humans. That's why. So, learn. that just got me to thinking. Uh, what is your favorite item to collect?
2: You're going first, apparently. Go Kai. Ahead, Kai. Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Tokyo, Disneyland, Shanghai, Disneyland, Hong Kong, Disneyland, Disney, Par- Disney for- Paris, is it right? Am I right? Mm-hmm. Disneyland, Paris, Disneyland Paris Pence. Yeah. Pens, Pins. Oh, okay. Pins. Pins. Okay. Give we me just, the pins. We uh, had to name all the I'll say we're
1: listing some parks. parks that we've not been to, but... Uh, he okay. just
0: got into pin trading this yes. year. So that's a new, like, he's been going Obsession. to Disney. He's been going yes. to Disney his whole life, but he just got into pin trading. And yes, there is quite a co- growing collection Happening in yeah. our home, so I would say yes. Disney pins yeah. is definitely it from all the parks. Apparently, even yeah. ones we haven't been to yet. Yeah, pin board and a pin board, and and a pin pin board, board yes. which you got for Christmas. Yes.
1: I mean, look at this stuff, isn't it neat? Yep. So, okay, Krista, collection.
0: Coffee mugs. <laughs> and mini ears.
1: We do have many, wow. many ears.
0: And. My new favorite oh, thing, no. spirit jerseys.
1: Spirit jerseys, yeah. Okay, and but, a lounge
0: flyer too. But oh yeah, Dad, you know. I But
1: but the largest collections you have the are largest the largest collection is mugs. Oh, and Christmas ornaments.
0: I have a thing about Christmas. We do ornaments oh, yeah. we have, have quite a Christmas ornament. Quite a problem. Disney Christmas ornaments collection. So much so we're gonna have to get a new tree next like year. Like
1: a second.
0: Like a second Disney, Disney tree. tree oh, yeah. Just for Disney Christmas ornaments. This is not including. Our family tree would just like our family ornaments on it. So.
1: Yeah, we have a problem. Oh, there's that. <laughs> yes. Kai, were you wanting to add something?
2: Yes, popcorn buckets, sippers. Yes. Okay, but also, you only have one sipper. I wouldn't quite call that a collection.
1: So, well, but... he's got that other one from World of Color.
0: Oh, yeah. that's true too. So, yeah, um, but you do. We but still. We do have that's not quite, quite a collection. It's, it's, we yet. do have quite a growing collection of popcorn I am buckets. I'm getting
2: that Donald Candy Corn one. Okay.
1: Well, we'll see. We'll see about that.
2: Okay. And you, sir.
1: I mean, at this point in my life, the collection is apparently Disney (laughs) t-shirts. That is... Growing at your life. Yeah, I mean... He's
2: embraced it.
1: He's
0: completely embraced it.
1: Most of my wardrobe are Disney t-shirts, a smattering of Team USA shirts, but... But it's it's mostly Disney yeah. these days. So That's
0: pretty true for us all. In yeah, this family. So
1: that's I suppose that's my collection. It's not completely on purpose. Um, but yeah, I didn't understand the whole you have to have a Disney t shirt if we you're the We talked about this parts. in our
0: our premiere. Yeah, I think like episode. our first episode we talked yeah. about this. Before a little we started bit. actually mm-hmm. going into the movies, like we talked about kind of our park history and right. Jonathan talks about that.
1: Right. So, uh, yeah, that's my collection these these days, yep. honestly. But uh, but what do you like to collect? What kind of things yeah. do you have around your house that you like to We didn't answer for MJ. To?
0: He doesn't really have much of a collection yet. He doesn't have much yet. of a collection
1: yet. I'm sure one of these days that will change. It will. Anyway, so what items do you like to collect? How would you like to go under the sea? Think mm-hmm. about all those things and... Let here, us know. Let us know and here in a minute we'll have a little uh little park tip for if yes. you have any sea related type of dreams for yourself.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Time for a pro tip. Hey! So this is not technically under the sea, but if you want to take to the seas much like Eric likes to do in the Little Mermaid, I highly highly encourage a Disney Cruise Line vacation. If you are a Disney Parks fan or you're just a Disney fan, maybe the parks even seem a little bit overwhelming to you. You want something more relaxing, but you want all of the magic to be there. I cannot suggest enough a Disney Cruise Line vacation. So many ships to choose from, itineraries and ports all over the world. Something for everyone from the littlest fish to the biggest adults. There's something for everybody on the ship. So do something different. Go on a Disney cruise. And if you truly are like Ariel and you want the best of both worlds, you can't decide between the sea and the land, then do yourself a favor. Do a combination. Do a little land and sea vacation, which is actually what our family will be doing this year. There is an awesome Broadway-style show on the Disney's ship, The Wish, and it is Little Mermaid-themed. It is Little Mermaid's show. So what a great way to enjoy your vacation by having a few days in the parks, then hopping aboard the Disney Wish, and getting your fix with both the land and the sea.
1: Okay, moral of the story here, read the fine print in those terms so that you're not selling your voice or your soul or whatever (laughs) else that might be written in there uh just you know don't just scroll down okay uh but hey on our next episode we get to revisit a pair of disney mice in the second sequel to be in the Disney animated canon.
0: So join us as we head Down Under to Australia's for the Rescuers Down Under. And in the meantime, don't forget to tell a fellow Disney adult about the show. See you once upon another time. Magical Movie Marathon is a production of Wardrobe Media in partnership with Spoonful of Jordan. It is produced, edited, and hosted by Krista and Jonathan Jordan. Krista is an authorized travel agent for Share the Magic Travel LLC. You can contact her through the link in our show notes or by visiting spoonfulofjordan.com/travel. Jonathan is married to her. Magical Movie Marathon podcast is not affiliated, sponsored, or endorsed by the Walt Disney Corporation
1: or its subsidiaries, nor
0: NBC Universal
1: or its subsidiaries, nor
0: Warner Brothers or
1: its subsidiaries. The
0: views expressed are solely those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions, standards, views, or policies of the corporations
1: or their subsidiaries.
0: Any mention of Disney, NBC Universal, or Warner Brothers properties, intellectual and otherwise, is strictly for informational and educational purposes only.